Hi, I'm Tara. And I'm Austin. And we're a married couple. And we are lovingly snarking on Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas lineup for the 2020 season. And we'd like to introduce a very special guest today as we talk about Five Star Christmas. We have Donnie here with us, and he is uh, about to premiere uh, something on Instagram TV. Donnie, how about you tell us a little bit about it? Sure, yeah. Um, so I've been unemployed since March from the pandemic, so I need um, to channel my time and energy into something productive. So I said, you know what? Everyone loves Hallmark and Lifetime movies. Let me just do like 10-minute review videos, one a day um, from December 1st to 25th, and we'll see how that goes. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> That sounds really exciting because um, I like to see those bite-sized reviews. You know, sometimes <laughs> we can ramble on for an hour, but, you know, with all the Christmas movies out there, it's just like that little <laughs> yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to have time to actually watch the movies. So if you're listening to like podcasts or watching right. TV shows, reviewing them, when can you watch Hallmark's 20,000 movies yeah, and lifetimes? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yes, it is definitely a commitment. <laughs> Um, so we always like to start off with predictions. And so, Donnie, did you write down a few predictions for Five Star Christmas? I did. And besides the blurb on IMDb, I knew nothing about the movie. Um, so I did predict that B. Turner was going to be the love interest in disguise. Mm -hmm. I think we all saw that coming. Uh, <laughs> but it's still, yes. it's, we'll get there eventually, but it still surprised me. Um, and then I assumed that she was going to be a, a big city girl, but mm -hmm. like realtor or something in politics, perhaps. I didn't know what her job would be. I didn't know what her job was going to be either. So I actually used our handy dandy job wheel. Uh, so we have like a trope wheel for Hallmark movies okay. when we can't think of predictions. Oh, wow. Fancy. And so florist <laughs> was what it came up with. So we decided that she was going to be a florist in this movie. Um, I also felt like, you know, it's an end, but I didn't think we were going to get another pillow menu. So that's part of my predictions is that there will be no pillow menus like there was in One Royal Holiday. <laughs> I also felt like the incognito critic that the family or whomever was going to get their identity wrong because that felt like the comedy of this. Mm -hmm. I knew very little going into this movie as well. So um, Tara, how about you? Well, I predicted that the inn would be in trouble in some way because we're always trying to save something. So the inn needs to be to be saved. There's some sort of deadline that they're, you know, they're trying to work towards that this critic was going to be you know, key in making that happen or avoiding that, that terrible fate. Um, and then I also predicted that there would be some sort of holiday event for the town hosted at the inn mm. because why not? Because <laughs> it's always fun when there's the things happening at the inn. Always. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's maybe tell our dear listeners what actually happened in this lovely Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the part where I try to very briefly <laughs> um, say what happened in the movie, and sometimes I'm not successful, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see if we can fit all of this into one set of predictions. So our movie, um, Five Star Christmas, starts out with our main character, Lucy, and she is heading home for the holidays to visit her father and her family at her father's house, and she's very excited. 
On the way home, she stops in at one of her favorite stores to buy some candy canes, which are her favorite. And she has a meet cute with a gentleman who also loves candy canes. They explain candy canes to each other and then they go on their merry way. When she gets home, she realizes that her father has suddenly turned her family home into an inn. And not only has it been turned into an inn, but he has no clue what he is doing with this inn. So he um, is kind of running this business into the ground, but there could be one thing that might save it. And that is B. Turner, who writes a blog and travel reviews of inns in the area. And a little bird has said that she might be in that area sometime around that time. So they are thinking that B. Turner might be able to save this situation and get their inns information out there. Around this same time, all the siblings are coming into town, uh, the brother and the sister Amber and the brother's wife Suzanne, they're all arriving at the end, the grandparents are coming to the inn, and a guest arrives, and her name is Beth Thompson, B.T., B. Turner. They make the assumption that she is B. Turner, so instead of being the family, they decide to play roles Amber becomes the chef. The grandfather becomes the, the helper guy. Um, Suzanne and Will become the guests and the, the world traveler guests. And they're all going to play these roles. So the inn looks full and like it has a full staff and like it's thriving. Um, but also around the same time, a gentleman named Jake arrives at the inn and Lucy recognizes him from her candy cane conversation. And he is a geologist. He's looking for iron deposits in the area. He stays at the inn as well. So as they're staying at the inn, the family and engages in snowball, snowman building um, festivities. Um, they have a, a town festival that they're preparing for where the father is playing Santa. They're getting a Christmas tree. They're decorating it. And people are falling in love as they are wont to do in these situations. So Lucy is starting to fall for Jake as they share a conversation around the fire late at night. Uh, the father is starting to fall for Beth, even though he's also trying to get that review from her. Suzanne has realized that she's pregnant and she doesn't know how that's going to jive with her life as a traveler. And they're all trying to hide their identity so they can save the end for the father. About halfway through the movie, we realize that Jake is in fact B. Turner and that we um, now know that Beth is not B. Turner and that Jake is the one that's secretly writing this, this travel review for them. Um, but we also see that they are falling in love and there is some dishonesty between these two. So eventually Lucy comes clean to Jake about the fact that this is all a ruse um, and Jake does not come clean to Lucy. And so as they continue to navigate this relationship, um, it becomes revealed at a, at a dinner as, as the lights go out, as they have been doing in the inn. Um, Lucy goes upstairs to, to cut the breaker and it's in Jake's room and she sees the blog that he's writing, revealing that he is B. Turner on her screen. She gets angry. She gets upset. He leaves. She's sad. Not only has he left, but their inn is not going to get the five-star review that they wanted to get. They're going to get a one-star review and it's all going to be over. But lo and behold, Lucy goes into town. She's buying herself some sassafras candy canes to try to apologize to him to win him back. And who's standing outside of the store but Jake? He sings Blue Chris to her. She gives him a sassafras candy cane and they are now officially in love and they can all celebrate Christmas together. Beth stays at the inn with the father because they're falling in love with each other. Suzanne and Will announce their pregnancy and that they're going to travel and Amber has decided that she's going to become a chef and they celebrate Christmas together and they all live happily ever after. The end. <laughs> well done. Yeah, that was so great. Much, so much in this movie. <laughs> 
I, I think he did an amazing job of getting all. all the important yeah. things in there. Were um, you reading from notes? Because I remembered none of those names. So I, <laughs> I do have notes, and but I did not read from them. I just have highlights that I make okay. sure to hit as I go through them. This is why Tara does the uh, summaries, because when I do it, I'm like, oh, yeah, and that thing happened earlier. So let me go back. <laughs> it's why I miss details towards the end of the summary, because my brain can only hold so much. But I figure we'll hit on them throughout our discussions yeah. well and uh, this so movie is hard with all the names too because not only are there a lot of characters but they also have secondary names because they're all lying about who they are <laughs> so right. we had to remember two sets of names for most people so all right well let's start off with uh, what predictions we got right so donnie how many points did you get because i think you were pretty spot on <laughs> well my prediction was just a big one, so I'll give myself five <laughs> points for that. But the rest. Terry, we've been doing this wrong. We need to give ourselves just like arbitrary point numbers for when we get it right. I love this. Okay, five points. And, but I couldn't yours. tell you what Lucy does for a living, so I don't know if I got that point right or wrong. So I also was confused because we came a little late into this movie, so we rewatched it today. And um, we still had to rewatch the beginning again because it's so fast. And the little blurb that our little TV guide tells us said that she's moving home forever, which mm. is not true at all. <laughs> but the she works for, she's she's very successful at an ad agency in New York. She's working in a marketing that like two minute piece at the beginning that's yeah. wholly forgettable when you think back on the movie. Um, <laughs> she's holding up these posters of like there's an eyeglasses ad and and something mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, so yeah, she's in an and ad. And she's agent. like, I landed another account. It was so easy. I'm just that good. <laughs> business, <laughs> so she's not going business. anywhere. <laughs> she's not going anywhere. So not the realtor that I guess. <laughs> so just my five points then. <laughs> and not well, a florist either. Yeah, no florist. <laughs> Um, but we did the identity. Um, they did get it wrong. I mean, even the audience was kept in the dark for the while, even though we kind of knew yeah. it was still a nice surprise because they really didn't nod to it as much as you thought they mm -hmm. would. Like for these kinds of movies, I'm used to them doing a little more like on the nose foreshadowing and they really didn't mm -hmm. do a lot of that. Um, so I'm going to give myself five points for that because, um, <laughs> I want to tie Donnie. Um, and you know what? I'm going to give myself negative one points because there's not a pillow menu. Even though I got it right, it was a dumb guess. So I have four. <laughs> Donnie's winning. Tara, your turn. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, just so you know, this was a hundred point guess <laughs> that the inn would be in trouble in some way. <laughs> so I got all of those points. Yay me. Um, <laughs> So the inn, and the inn was not in trouble in the way that I think I thought. Uh, it's that her father basically has no business plan and no clue what he's doing. Um, surprise, surprise, a park ranger just can't pivot into <laughs> inn stewardship with no business plan. Um, and so it's it's only been around for a month. I had would have thought it would have been longer. Um, and, but there is no holiday event hosted at the end. So I will lose a fifth of a point for that. So I have... <laughs> 99.8 points for me. <laughs> well, Tara's winning, uh, but we're all winners here because all of our guests compound into one uh, Oh, point that's right. System, I should so. let our guest win. I, I <laughs> not that too, but I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> this is Hallmark Snark, not Hallmark. Uh, here you go. We'll help you out. <laughs> um, so knowing what predictions we did and did not get correctly, let's talk about 
what were some of those spark moments for you? Like, what are the moments you found great joy in? Um, and I think you and I, Donnie, uh, you were on there with us at Twittering, and I can tell we're probably going to have one spark that we share for sure. Okay. <laughs> um, and, so, and it's the grandmother <laughs> oh yeah see I forgot about I mean I didn't forget about her but she wasn't going to be in my list but the grandma <laughs> was a strong point for me she kind of pulled it all together and mm -hmm. it's the character I relate to most <laughs> so I don't know what that says about me but the fact that she chose to do accent work as her side character <laughs> she, she, yeah no I backstory, really just an accent. That was really all she had. <laughs> well, and we don't even know if she's married to the grandfather. Like, are they grandparents from different sides of the family? Did we learn that? Yeah, I, I missed believe that. so. Okay. okay. She's from the mom's side, and he seemed to be the dad's dad. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense, because IMDb definitely says that they have the same last name, which doesn't compute, oh. unless this is a family that married somebody who already had the same last name which would be another story to snark on so oh. any other sparks um i also really am a bethany jo bethany joy lens fan from mm -hmm. one tree hill especially when she sings so it was nice to get all of those singing moments throughout the movie was she a singer in that show um season four they like added it for a little bit she, they <laughs> plopped her on the soundtrack uh, see i've never seen one tree hill so i have no knowledge of a history with her i think one tree hill was filmed in north carolina so mm -hmm. people here were big fans of it but uh, yeah i've never so was she a delightful character on that show she was everyone okay. was kind of a terrible person except for her so she was easy oh. to root for <laughs> she's the redeeming one okay <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed her in this movie. I, di I didn't know what to expect in terms of the casting at all. And I actually felt like this was a really well-rounded cast. Um, I enjoyed kind of the zennial perspective that we got from um, Amber. Mm -hmm. I really liked Lucy's character. I even wasn't like, I didn't know if I was going to like the male lead in this, but I actually felt like he had a presence that was kind of drawing me in. I don't know what that says about how I feel about him, but yeah. I was just like, okay, I buy this. I buy that he can just like talk about candy canes and make a woman fall in love with him. I'm there. <laughs> well, my spark was that the office at the very beginning, that first two minutes of the movie <laughs> was my main spark because um, it was very tastefully decorated. It wasn't over the top. It really looked like an office mm -hmm. building. Everybody looked like they were doing officey things. Um, there were no wall wreaths or anything super tacky. So I was down for the office in the first two minutes of the movie. <laughs> Um, and I also really liked the storyline with the sister uh, or the brother, Will, and the sister-in-law, Suzanne, mm -hmm. and the pregnancy test. Like, I don't think we've seen characters taking pregnancy tests because it does kind of acknowledge a level of relationship that these movies never get to. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah. there are other things going on and um, you know people might talk about having a baby or having a family or being pregnant but never just like taking the test and, and realizing that so I really liked that little moment. I did too it was I've not seen a pregnancy test held up in a Hallmark movie I mean I definitely thought there was going to be a product placement for a moment <laughs> but for my first response pregnancy <laughs> test is the most accurate so I can get my results three days sooner <laughs> yeah so um I'm glad that they didn't lean into that but I definitely was expecting it <laughs> all right any other sparks before we move on to our snark 
I think I'm okay. I think I'm good too. <laughs> I th there's there's that a lot of like, <laughs> I the snarks made this an enjoyable movie. So like the snarks didn't take me out of it, but I'm gonna reserve the rest of my sparks as coming out of my snarks. <laughs> yes. All right. So snarks. Let's snarks. What's snarks? My biggest one is just for the first like five minutes when the family got there, they all just kept saying, what is going on? But it very clearly <laughs> said the Ralston Inn. There was very clearly a check-in table. I don't know what wasn't um, connecting for them, but that's fine. And, and then this is like part two of the same snark. I don't care what remodels my parents did, my childhood home could never be turned into a B&B. <laughs> right? That, they've got some money. Yeah. <laughs> She's driving a Range Rover in that house. Um, I don't if it's think not park rangers make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the mom must have been like an heiress to something <laughs> because, and she just like, I want to watch the love story between the mom and the dad because mm -hmm. clearly this like wealthy woman goes to a national park one day and falls in love with a ranger <laughs> because she like sprains her ankle on the trail because how did <laughs> this guy find so much money? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there, there. Yeah, you're right. There's no house I've ever lived in, or anybody that I know lives <laughs> in that has enough bedrooms. I mean, there's at least five bedrooms mentioned in the movie alone, <laughs> and that's not counting that we know that there's other bedrooms where people are actually sleeping mm -hmm. that are not available to guests. And I um, mean, it, it's a lovely home, but it must be a very expensive home for mm -hmm. what a retired a retired park ranger <laughs> that is correct a retired <laughs> park so ranger it's it's got to be a terrible business model all around like because <laughs> that's also not a cheap conversion yeah. you've got to do things you've got to fire code things least well, of which includes having a breaker box in your guest's closet <laughs> well, their gonna, bedroom. <laughs> and, and the electricity kept going out which is one of my biggest snarks in this movie was like clearly there like he cut corners in the remodel yeah. to where a blender and a boom box set the circuit breaker <laughs> off because like we had it go off when they were making ice cream sundaes and she like was chopping those fresh nuts and then we had it go off when they were pulling taffy and just listening to music on the radio there wasn't a lot of electrical draw going on and I was just like this is not this is a sign that you should call an electrician when in less than a week you've tripped your circuit breaker <laughs> twice yeah twice right <laughs> and did every bedroom have a bathroom or do strangers have to share these bathrooms then that well the two girls were sharing a bathroom when suzanne was brushing her teeth there was a scene where a lucy came in and they were brushing their teeth together so okay. at least two of the bedrooms <laughs> share like a jack and jill bathroom situation yeah. So that's kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first snark for this movie really kind of came in when um, I loved that everybody in the family decided to pretend to be someone other than they were. And they were just like going as hammy as possible. But my favorite was Amber's storyline of pretending to be a chef. <laughs> so she puts together her first meal, which is this like soup that's green I mean it looks like exorcist soup kind of stuff <laughs> like it's just real thick and green doesn't look appetizing nobody really knows what it is and everyone just sits at this dining table 
and watches Beth Thompson take the first bite in the most awkward dinner scene I have ever seen in any Christmas movie, which led me to think two questions. One, what happens if you have a full house? Do they have another dining table? Because it was at max seating capacity. <laughs> so they is eat like- in shifts. <laughs> and then two, why would you stare at a critic who takes the first spoonful? Like there's nothing that like puts pressure on than just like everyone looking <laughs> deeply into your eyes while you take that first spoonful of green slop. Like <laughs> I just didn't get it. <laughs> well, and what was the father's plan for food before everybody came because he was still planning to feed basically that same number of people with a meal. So he had to have some sort of like, he's running the inn, he's running the food, his kids are all coming home for Christmas and he had no plan for what to feed them. So he just handed it over to his daughter to make this green soup. Um, And there wasn't even rolls. I mean, if you're going to pretend that soup is a meal and not a side, because soup is a side, y'all, then you have to at least give them some bread to sop up that green stuff. And there was nothing else on that table other than soup bowls. Yeah, they just said them just soup for dinner. But the whole thing, and I think Twitter was kind of buzzing with this too, felt like a creepy murder mystery, like (laughs) that everyone's playing a character and, um, you know, that the brother or the Will and Suzanne were pretending to be the traveling couple and they were like, Argentina, my darling. And uh, it just felt like somebody was going to show up dead in the study and they were going to have to figure out who did it. it. The whole vibe of it felt like it very easily could have been a horror film rather than a romantic Christmas comedy. Because <laughs> well, even when the, the lights go out and then like Margot shows up and she's like, hello, darling. <laughs> it's just like, she's the detective. <laughs> she's there to figure out who the murderer is. Like she disappears. That's what happens when Hercule Poirot shows up in Agatha Christie books. So, um, candy canes. Let's talk about candy canes. <laughs> Yes, let's talk about the candy canes in this movie. Why do they know so much about candy canes? When I think Lucy was the first to do it and she said everything she knew about candy canes and it was a snark for me then, but Mm -hmm. that's still just one person. So I was like, oh, she could be a freak, whatever. (laughs) But then he topped that and he knew more than her. I <laughs> I don't know. Also, yeah. every time that store had its full, st- she said, I'll take your full st- stock of those candy canes. He gave her five. I know. I was like, <laughs> I just got a new shipment in and she grabbed five of them and stuffed them in her purse. And I was like, that's not a shipment. <laughs> that's a parcel. I think it is because how many people out there want giant sassafras candy canes? Like, I don't, I, maybe I just don't know what sassafras taste like do you do you guys have you had sassafras or would you know what that would that be a good candy cane flavor would i don't it's not in my regular palate yeah. <laughs> like i, I just like it as didn't a name. look appetizing they looked <laughs> disgusting <laughs> but yeah they, they really have this did. candy cane meat cute candy canes are in the meat cute and candy canes are at the end when she's getting these candy canes to to woo him back and then she she uses them for that, and then she still puts them in his Christmas stocking and, I guess, re-gifts them to him as his Christmas gift. Um, but then also, you know, she tries to beat him up with a candy cane, like a giant candy cane in the middle of the movie. So um, candy canes play such a key role in this love story. But even outside of the sassafras candy canes, like, she goes to that store to just buy candy canes. Right. Like, 
like that's what she's there for and that that <laughs> i also that showed up a lot <laughs> i also feel like this is the first time i've actually seen a character eat a candy cane normally they're just like decor like they're giant size in the background hanging on a tree or just something someone talks about but like she's driving up to connecticut just like licking on that candy cane in the car, like, mm. eating her sassafras candy cane mm, candy canes with sassafras like i just <laughs> i was like okay some firsts I also want, have a lot of questions about this store. So I feel like this is a town that's big enough to have more than one store. I feel like it's a town that might have a Walgreens. So I did not understand why you get candy canes, pregnancy tests, and then like just other random, like it was just such a weird general store that just didn't get established well enough to have all of those items. It was just weird for me. It looked like a touristy kind of store, like right. that you would go to to buy gifts and things. Yeah, I thought it was like the the waiting section of a Cracker Barrel is what it reminded <laughs> okay. me. We love the waiting section of a Cracker Barrel. We actually have home decor and ornaments from Cracker Barrel. There's nothing wrong with it, but that <laughs> is clearly where this <laughs> We're real basic. Uh, we're queer, but we're basic queers. So, like, we go to Cracker Barrel and we absolutely shop in that country store every time. Well, that's where this was filmed. It did feel so like perhaps that. Perhaps you felt right at home. I did. I think that's why, that might be why I liked this movie. Because well, I, there was a nod to Cracker Barrel. I can say I've never walked into Cracker Barrel and seen pregnancy tests sitting on the shelf, though. Well, to be so, fair, this man was clearly just fine with giving away whatever he had personally. So maybe just, that was his pregnancy test as the well. The star anise that yes. he just gave her. He's like, I can't sell it to you, but I can give it to you. <laughs> or like when she goes back to get that quote unquote shipment of candy canes, all five of them. And she's like, just put it on my tab. And he's like, you don't have one. And then still lets her leave the store. <laughs> she so stole those candy stole canes. Candy canes from the him. full shipment. She just... <laughs> Thieved. I think he's like, it's okay. Nobody else wants those nasty sassafras <laughs> candy canes. <laughs> um, with the family, when they were playing their roles, um, they were they were very comical. And, and you know, of course, Amber leaned into her role as the chef, but Grandpa and, and Grandma leaned into her role. She was all for it. Grandpa <laughs> did not want to play along. They no. were like, Grandpa, why don't you be? What did they call him? The um, the all purpose worker, and he was like. Okay, like he clearly didn't <laughs> want to so be there. Reluctant. He didn't want to do it, but they ruined Grandpa's Christmas. <laughs> he came there expecting to just have a good time with his family, and he was put to work to lie to strangers. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think I feel for Grandpa. Poor Grandpa. <laughs> well, again, in another like first that I've seen, this is the first time I've seen characters who are denied access to a Christmas festival. <laughs> like they weren't just like, oh, I can't get there because there's like snow on the road. It's like you're forbidden to go <laughs> to the Christmas festival, which is like a huge ask. And then they all are just like, screw you. I'm going anyway. Grandpa buys the weirdest like zippy fleece sweater, Christmas sweater thing. I, I feel like it had to be like, in the women's section at Talbot's. Like it just had that kind of classic <laughs> old mom Christmas sweater vibe to it. I was like, this has not ever been in a men's section. 
<laughs> like, Donnie, have you ever seen I have a sweater not. <laughs> not in the women's section like that? Because I I was confused. <laughs> but they did a terrible job of going incognito. It was snowing out as the CGI showed us. <laughs> and there's so many socially appropriate ways to hide your face when it's snowing. And none of them did that. <laughs> They're all just like, look at me and you can see my face. And I'm just going to yeah. walk out here and hope no one notices me in the small town I grew up in. <laughs> Has there ever been a Christmas festival for either of you that you just can't stay away from and that even <laughs> were explicitly forbidden to go, you would sneak out and attend anyway? <laughs> well, no? Is, that, is that a no? <laughs> it's a no. But to be fair, what else did they have going up for them besides the store? I feel like the festival and the store were the, supposed to be the only two things they could go to. They couldn't even relax in their own home because it's now an inn and they're being fake people in it. They're so on not- stage. <laughs> I yeah. did like that grandpa used the death card, though, of, of his excuse of why he was going. Because he didn't know how many Christmases were left. <laughs> I did like that, too. He's <laughs> like, this could be my last Christmas festival. <laughs> So grandpa might be the, you know, grandma was very ostentatious, but grandpa had more of a sneaky favorite for me. I think I identified a lot with grandpa. (laughs) Um, So the end of this movie in general where, you know, well, first of all, before I even talk about the the details of the end, I was glad that we actually got a full denouement to the to the movie. Like they didn't just kiss and it was over. Um, we did actually get like some resolution to a lot of different plot lines at the end, so that was nice. Um, but the 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 actual romance ending with her giving him the candy canes and then them dancing to blue christmas where he's singing it to her like i get that they kind of planted that seed earlier but it's like how did he know that she was at that store like he just showed like she went there to go buy a candy cane to go hunt him down and he just happens to be there like standing outside the store and then he's singing and everyone's around like whoo like clapping like oh this is such a romantic moment i think if any of us saw that in real life we'd be like WTF is happening here. This man is singing a terrible rendition of Blue Christmas. They're dancing. They're sassafras candy canes that she just stole from that store. Like, what is happening? So it's kind of a wacky ending there. It was, I was very confused at that part. Yeah. I, I just kept being like, what happened? <laughs> Why is this happening to us? <laughs> like, she's just like okay and they're dancing it's like it's all fixed you know we've had we've had a been lying on a bed of deception and lies but all right we're good now well normally when i watch these movies i look at my watch and there's 15 minutes left and i say oh they still need to like get back together but i looked at my watch with 15 minutes and they hadn't even fought yet (laughs) so (laughs) so there was a lot happening in the last 15 minutes and i feel like they paid more attention to the father getting with fake b turner Mm -hmm. than than the main couple getting back together you you are right even though they did actually have sort of a like a conclusion it was still very fast so they you know the the where she finds out that he's B Turner and she's like, be gone. <laughs> like no more with you. Um, it, it's, it's very sudden. And 
I don't know, the whole ending felt both rushed and, and weird, but I was glad that we got conclusions to everyone's storylines, mm-hmm. even if it meant that they had to have total strangers at their Christmas morning with them, basically. <laughs> right. um, this very awkward Christmas morning. <laughs> and the strangers were very excited about the pregnancy for people that they just met. <laughs> Who thinks it's a good idea? Like Beth Turner, she blows off her family <laughs> to stay with a man she's known for all of like three days, maybe four. I don't know. I can't tell how much time is left. There weren't enough meals for me to count the number of days. <laughs> but it was like, why does she agree to stay at this inn over Christmas rather than going home? And how does the dad think it's a good idea to have his like, probationary girlfriend stay over the holidays it's just like a weird time to like start dating someone of like you know what we're all in we're double widowers so let's just go and have you stay here and see if it works out while I see if my business won't die in two months because I'm almost out of all of my money like that just seems like a weird start to a relationship and also with uh, Lucy and and B how does this work? Because she did not give up her job. She's not moved home forever. She's going back to her successful ad agency in New York, and he travels all over the country. I, I just have a lot of questions about how will, and maybe we can talk about this when we get to the will this love last section, but I was just lots of question marks for me around like the feasibility of this relationship. All you have to say in Hallmark is you have to look your partner in the eye and say, will make it work. And then that magically <laughs> makes it work. That's the Christmas magic. <laughs> but they didn't even say it. I didn't even get that cheap line. <laughs> well, if they didn't say it, then maybe we hold on to that for our will this love last because you have to say those words. <laughs> They're the magic words. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. Um, and, and with the cousins, I just want to add on to that. If I clean my house for you because you're coming for Christmas, then you better come for Christmas. <laughs> I bought gifts for you. Show up. <laughs> you were also supposed to bring the wine when you came. So what am I drinking now? How do we get Christmas drunk? <laughs> Beth Thompson's not here. <laughs> Any other snarks for you, Donnie? No, I think that's it. My Well, this is like an overall snark, not a specific snark. To me, it, I understand the murder mystery similarities. To me, it felt like a farce, except we weren't producing high levels of comedy. So it was just <laughs> like the plot of a farce and the grandma was delivering, but everyone else just came to do a Hallmark movie, which was fine. <laughs> it worked for me, but, but it was a strange concept to not, pay off the way we could it, it right. definitely could have been I feel like the comedy could have been leaned into more in this movie because there was such grounds for it to be funny and I, I really enjoyed the farce of it all yeah but I was like I wanted some like knee slapping moments in this and I just didn't get them <laughs> like there could have been more awkward and like yeah. that I think would have bumped it up a little bit higher for me in terms of just like this is gonna become a new Hallmark classic right yeah, I don't think it's becoming a new Hallmark 
classic anytime soon. Um, I guess my final snark is just a, a minor one. It's like a baby snark that we know that the sister, the younger sister, Amber, is lost. She's the wild child zennial because she has a pink streak in her hair. That is our, <laughs> that is like as wild as it gets on the Hallmark channel is like they make note of this pink streak in her hair. And, you know, that's, that's how we know because no one else would do that. My final snark is I do not understand how they got a five-star review from B. Turner. I understand he's now sleeping with the innkeeper's daughter, but I still think out of like integrity of to his name, he was lied to for so long. There were so many problems with how they deliver this, health code violations, all sorts of stuff. They should have gotten like a four-star maximum. But in, unless he was trying to say, and you could really enjoy like the immersive theater experience, like, <laughs> like you like dinner theater Well, come on over to the, <laughs> this inn and you can actually become part of the story. That was in his, I mean, he didn't use those words, but he said he was like a fun cast of characters. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and. As with always in these movies, that getting the five-star review at the conclusion of the movie, we now know that the inn is saved and we don't have to worry about it anymore because that's all it takes. There will never be an issue. This <laughs> inn is now officially stamped as successful. It will be profitable. It will be in the black and everything is good. Yeah, we'll just ignore the fact that he spent $9,000 on a new refrigerator. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's old news. And it has no and website sure to book comping. reservations. <laughs> <laughs> comping all those rooms to people i don't think beth thompson's paying for that room anymore <laughs> and if she, she better at least get the like trial girlfriend rate <laughs> so let's move on to our next segment which is title review so our title review can be does this movie earn its title is there a better title? And it could be that maybe it's a title from another movie that you need to claim back to this one. Or maybe you're mad that it took this title because it's not deserving of it. <laughs> so Donnie, tell us, what is your review of this title and would you name it anything different? I feel like Candy Cane should be involved somehow. <laughs> but, but besides that, a separate point, I feel like the title fits. Mm -hmm. I did roll my eyes when there was a five-point star above the fireplace that they were all obsessed with. <laughs> I, I just needed it on one level. I don't need deeper meanings of what a five-star Christmas is. Just the five-star <laughs> rating is enough of an earned title for me. Tara, you didn't need you? to know that we're all made of stardust and oh, yeah. star anise as the as the key ingredient in mother's Christmas ham. Like there was really no... tried to like infuse the stars yeah. in this one. I was also sad there was no shooting star in this one. Because mm. if you're gonna lean into stars on every level, I need the CGI star in the sky. Yeah. Like that's what I need. So Tara, how about you? What did what are you, what's your review of this title? Well, you know how great I am at coming up with <laughs> Some titles for these movies and I, I always just make them up and then Austin says you have to put Christmas in there it's not a Hallmark <laughs> movie if it doesn't say Christmas so my I, I do think this is an adequate title um we had one last year called check in to Christmas which mm -hmm. also could work for this but I think the other check into Christmas was better so <laughs> it can keep that title um but if I was going to give it another title it would be who is B Turner at Christmas <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
know why Hallmark didn't Mystery go with theater that. with B Turner at Christmas. <laughs> like that's like the full title. Uh, I like it. Uh, my, I actually think Five Star Christmas is a perfect title for this, but I do like to rename them. So here's my attempt at a better title incognito christmas with n with two n's that is good <laughs> thank you not that who is b turner wasn't <laughs> but you already uh, won the first contest yeah you already have 100 <laughs> points or 99.8 points coming in i needed some points here <laughs> okay so the next segment now that we've officially um let austin win that i guess thank you um do we think this love will last? Will this love last? They didn't say the magic words, as you pointed out, <laughs> but I do think it's possible if they wanted it to, because she's in advertising, so she could either, they could team up and make some kind of influencer blog writing ad duo <laughs> if they wanted to travel the world together. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they have some potential. Um, I think we don't re I don't really know enough about him because like is he he's not really a geologist then. So I feel like <laughs> everything I know about him is just gone. Um, but it sounds like it'd be a fun life. You know, they can go review the inns and B and B's together. So I give them at least a year. <laughs> um and maybe longer. Who knows? They could definitely have their own TV show where it's like that, like fixing the hotel so he goes in reviews the hotel and then she comes in as the brand manager to help them like revamp it to make it better yeah. that could totally work i think that their love is probable i think <laughs> the love that will a hundred percent last is the dad and beth mm -hmm. i think that love because like we know like if you're you're widowed you're inviting her to stay in your inn for christmas you blow off your family for them and they're old they're not gonna, they don't have time to find anybody else so they're they're in it forever <laughs> well i guess if grandpa thinks he's only got one more or this might be his last christmas festival this could also be his last girlfriend so <laughs> oh, no. um so yeah i think all the loves are, will last in this i also think that um they will love the baby too so i think that love will last as well i hope they love the baby <laughs> <laughs> they were married. We double checked that they did, in fact, have wedding rings on. I mean, I guess it was sort of implied at the beginning because it's like they did not just do like an unwed couple thing. No, they're married. So it's all good. I would love that story, Lana, in a Hallmark movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could put gays in a Hallmark movie now. You can put an unwed mother in a Hallmark That's movie. <laughs> And then our last segment is um, what day, uh, this is our rating system. So what date would you watch this movie on? Um, and you could even say the time, sometimes we give the time. So closer to Christmas is gonna be sort of your prime watching time around you know, the days around Thanksgiving versus like you know the middle of March might be a less desirable <laughs> watching time. So when would you watch this movie? I would have aired it before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think there were stronger ones that they aired Halloween time that should have been closer to the Christmas season. I agree. I yeah. agree with that. I think if they had swapped um, mm -hmm. One Royal Holiday in yes. this movie, yes. like One Royal Holiday would have been a, the perfect Black Friday movie mm -hmm. because so many people 
are especially right now not going out so they wanted something to do on a friday night after thanksgiving and so i think those two movies would have been better and i think that this movie gets me in the christmas spirit whereas one royal holiday expects me to already be there Mm, absolutely I would love to know how they actually slot these movies. Like, is there a thing where because you have your heavy hitters on the Saturday and Sunday after Thanksgiving that you don't want to have a heavy hitter on Friday? So that's like a less desirable spot or is it the third most desirable spot? Like, I wish I could kind of know what the actual ratings are and decisions, but that aside, it doesn't really matter for this movie because I would watch it on November 5th. So... And it's like a 5 p.m. movie. Right. It's like it could be an afternoon. It could be it could be a 10 p.m. Like after I watched the movie I really wanted to watch and then I just sort of follow it up with this one. So um, it wasn't actually super Christmassy. That's they, the part yeah. that I think they, you makes could take it, a lot of the Christmas yeah. out and it'd be fine. Yeah. I actually thought that this was a better movie than a, the lot, a lot of the movies we have seen so far this season. Um, I think it's definitely like what you expect from hallmark without like cringy moments that make you go "Ooh, if only they had fixed that (laughs) like which is what a lot of the other like jingle bell bride was for me like a lot of people seem to like jingle bell bride and i just had a lot of i don't know so this is my like move it it's it's not gonna top three it but it's gonna be towards my top six for the season okay top six (laughs) (laughs) out of 20 have you watched all of them donnie how many have you watched of the countdown lineup um to be honest i'm getting them all blurred together because i'm watching hallmark hallmark mysteries and movies lifetime netflix so many so i don't think i've seen them all but (laughs) we'll say six (laughs) so it's in my top six I guess it does depend on how many you've seen, if that's an honor or a I've only seen four, but it's in my top six for sure. (laughs) So overall, if you had to like give it a ranking of, you know, number of sparks for you and number of snarks for you out of five, where would it be? Oh, um, and this is just like a general Mm-hmm. feeling right okay so we'll s- <laughs> where, does sure. it, where, where does the christmas spirit tell you it should live <laughs> okay i will say a, a it's tough because i want to say a three and a half snark out of five but they're like like you said earlier positive snarks mm-hmm. like i was happy to live in those snarks <laughs> so we'll just say 3.5 for both but they're one in the same <laughs> i like it i like it and, and I was similar. I put three for both. Three snarks, three snarks, three sparks. It wasn't completely lacking in snarks, um, and it wasn't completely lacking in sparks. But it wasn't, you know. There, I've seen bigger sparks this season, and I mm-hmm. that Christmas ring movie will always be the five snark movie for me because it was just so out <laughs> so of so bad. But there was a lot of lack of like unbelievable sort of logistical things going on in this that that are definitely snark worthy. So you know it holds. But you forget own. it because they're in accents. Like, <laughs> kind of like whatever, it's fine because they're from Russia. Like, yeah. and like, if you have someone running around in the background hiding and trying to do stuff, it really it really makes you forget about what's going on in the front. It's so true. <laughs> I 
I will say that reminds me of one of my favorite scenes was right when we meet Beth Turner. She's got this flat tire, the dad's fixing it, and the whole family crowds in the door as if they're like sneak watching her. And if you see any of the establishing shots outside, this is like a giant entryway that's very open. So just because you're huddled together in the massive doorway does not mean you're not being seen. I was just like... <laughs> what so that's the level of sleuthiness that we see this of like just out in the open ridiculousness um for me i give this one three and a half sparks and two and a half snarks um and i would agree a lot of my snarks fall into my my sparks category because it wasn't things that took away from the movie though i was left with a lot of questions <laughs> all right well i think that's everything i have in my notes so so Donnie, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you so that they can listen to Don We Now Are My Gay Opinions on okay. Instagram. Okay. <laughs> so you can follow me at my account at Real Donnywood. And that is, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at the same name. And I will post my videos one a day from December 1st to 25th. I can't awesome. Wait. And yeah, we are very excited to tune in with you for that. So <laughs> thank you. We always love making Christmas more gay. So we <laughs> always want to support other people who have gay slants on thank Christmas you, movies. Um, so thank you for reaching out because we're so excited to see what you have this December holiday season. Well, and because Christmas can feel like such an oppressively heteronormative holiday sometimes. So <laughs> All right. Well, we normally conclude by saying who we are. So you can join in with us. So I've been Tara. I've been Austin. I've been Donnie. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs>